You're listening to the Missouri Realtors Podcast with host and Missouri Realtors CEO, John Seabree. Join us as we deliver an in-depth analysis of industry news while speaking with industry experts on their successes and failures. Along the way, we'll also share strategies and practices to help you become a more successful realtor. Hello, Missouri Realtors, and welcome back to the Missouri Realtors Podcast. I'm really excited to have a good friend with me today, past president of Missouri Realtors, Nate Johnson. Hey there. Hey, Missouri Realtors. John, it's great to be with you today. Thanks so much for uh, inviting me onto the program. Nate, it's always good to be with you. And today's topic is fair housing. And we couldn't think of a better member of our association to have on to talk about this than you. Um, You travel around the country talking about it. I tell you, I remember being in a Women's Council of Realtors session a couple of years ago at one of our Missouri Realtors business conferences, and you were asked to um, talk about fair housing. And I was so incredibly fascinated by everything you said. And I thought I knew a lot, but you taught me a lot that day. So I know a lot of people feel that way. Oh, thanks. You know, it's it's funny. I remember that. Um, that was, believe it or not, that was the first time that I'd given that presentation. I uh, wrote the presentation for WCR for that uh, for that particular program, and it's uh, it sort of served as the basis for a lot of the talks that I give, as as you mentioned, all over the country. Fortunately, and um, and people seem to to um, it seems to you know bring home the point of some of the things that we've been facing in our country as it relates to fair housing, because it certainly uh, has been a long road and we're certainly not there yet, but it's, um, but yeah, you've got to start somewhere. I think it's important that uh, everyone understand the history because we can only move forward if we understand where we've been and by understanding where we're at today. That's really important. And I, I saw a Facebook post of yours recently where you said, we get to decide where we go from here. And maybe we should save that nugget. <laughs> That'll be our, our way of keeping people on here for a few minutes. And, and I would love to go there. I think that's a really incredible conversation to have. So before we get there, you were talking about the history. Why don't we hit just some of the highlights that every realtor should know? Sure. Well, you know, if we go all the way back to 1866, I think that that's the first real um, um, meaningful fair housing legislation, because at that time, what we had, you know, at, we, we had our, um, you know, our country was kind of at a crossroads uh, where we were trying to figure out where we were going to be um, I mean, what things looked like. And we had all the freed men and women who were formerly uh, um, enslaved they didn't have any rights and it had to be decided what type of rights would they have. So it was in 1866 that Congress got together and they passed the Civil Rights, uh, the, the Civil Rights Act of 1866, the Civil Rights Bill. And what it said is that such men, um, regardless of race or color and without regard of previous uh, involuntary servitude or slavery, um, shall have the same rights to purchase, inherit, invest, lease, hold, occupy real property as uh, does as as do white citizens. So right there, it was codified in 1866 that everyone has the same rights to home ownership um, in our country. But as 
we know, there wasn't really any teeth to that legislation. So as a result, it didn't really have a tremendous impact uh, within our society because it was it was on paper and it was a law, but it didn't have any enforcement provisions. So as a result, not much really happened as a result, but it did kind of sort of lead us into the sort of next phase of what we had, because I think after that, our, our next real meaningful um, legislation was uh, in 1934. 1934, we had uh, the um, National Housing Act was passed, which created the FHA, the Federal Housing Administration, which of course made access to credit and home loans available for the majority of the country say the majority of the country, because it still wasn't quite available to African-Americans and other minorities, because at that time, you know, what we know from the 1930s up to about the 19, the mid-1950s, we saw less than 2% of FHA loans issued to African-Americans and other minorities. Um, so it was a program that was great for the sort of creating the middle class in our country, but it wasn't really there for everyone. Because when we think about that middle class in our country, prior to that, you know, home ownership wasn't something that everybody enjoyed. When we look at around 1900 or so, less than half the country owned a home. You really needed to be wealthy for the most part to achieve home ownership in our country because, um, you know, you're paying cash or uh, working out some other sort of arrangement and it just wasn't accessible to everyone. And once that FHA legislation came into play, it really worked to create the middle class, which was virtually non-existent prior to that. And that was a very, very meaningful legislation in that way. That's, that's a really good snapshot there. So for the realtor that's listening to us, I know we get more and more resources available to us all the time. The National Association of Realtors has great resources. Missouri Realtors has put together a new dedicated page on our website. But when realtors need to get educated, where do you suggest they go? Uh, that's a great question, John. So uh, when, you know, the National Association of Realtors has a robust website where they, um, they, uh, they curate a lot of great information that's out there. Um, they have reading lists on there as, uh, as well as, um, you know, the gamification with uh, Fairhaven uh, is available. Uh, you can learn about various course offerings that are taking place all around the country. And certainly most of those are virtual now. So you could attend a class, you know, anywhere in the country uh, right now, which is, uh, which is, which is great. Uh, and, but, you know, and I, I'd be remiss if I didn't take us to 1968, by the way, because I kind of oh, yes. I kind of stopped short of that because, Sorry. Uh, because actually 1968 was really uh, the, the was um, was the passage of the the um, the, the Fair Housing Act, the, the Fair Housing Act of 1968, which is what we know today as um, the uh, the most substantial legislation uh, to for fair housing, because that was the creation of the protected, uh, the federally recognized protected classes, a race, color, uh, religion, and, um, um, uh, uh, oh, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank all of a sudden here. So we've got race, color, religion, uh, uh, gender, national origin, um, familial status, and um, handicap. So those are our seven protected classes. Uh, that we have and it was originally passed in 1968 it was amended in 1974 and amended once again in 1988 and that's where we sit today 
So that was really the legislation that sort of uh, brought us to kind of where we're at right now. And there were several uh, Supreme Court cases and other types of um, case, case studies and case law that came in to sort of help to, to mold what we know today as, the, as, the, um, as our Fair Housing Act. Well, since you said you would be remiss if you didn't mention 1968, I would be remiss if I didn't mention 2018, which was the 50th anniversary of the Fair Housing Act, and you happened to be president of Missouri Realtors that year, and we did some pretty incredible things by um, honoring the 50th anniversary with our $50,000 in the 50th year grant program, and of course, we had Dr. Bernice King come to our April business conference and speak to us on the 50th anniversary as well, which was a pretty amazing experience that we all still remember and talk about. Yeah, absolutely. I actually, I, I just came across um, a, a picture of that from that event just the other day. And I was thinking about how, how powerful that was that we were able to, to bring, you know, the, the daughter of, you know, Dr. King to, um, to St. Louis, to St. Charles, and um, you know, to have Missouri Realtors be a part of that. And I remember how we had um, a couple hundred students bust in to see that presentation, which you know, that was just really, really powerful to me that we were able to to create that experience for them because I think that uh, you know, not all of them appreciate that right now, but they'll appreciate it later. And I think that many of them did appreciate it in the time and in the moment. And what I hope is that, you know, uh, what we created there could have been just enough spark for someone to, you know, take um, their advocacy to the next level. And I think that that's what's beautiful about what we do as Realtors uh, is that we have that opportunity to create space um, in, in helping people achieve home ownership and their other real estate goals. We really create a space for them to, um, you know, become the best version of themselves in that way, which I think is just lovely and beautiful. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's a, you know, that was a, that was a great program back in 2018. It was. I agree. And, you know, I think oftentimes we try to create these comfortable experiences and that's what we've been doing for years. But you pointed out last year when so many crazy things were happening in our world, but especially our country, you pointed out that we need to have uncomfortable conversations. And I think it's something that's hard for many of us who think we're always doing the right thing and we're working to be inclusive and, and all that. But, but you, you really struck a nerve, you know, you making the case that these uncomfortable conversations are what are going to take us to the next level. Can you talk about that a little bit more? Sure. When what happens so often with us is that we get in to our own silos and our own comfort zone. Um, you know, we 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 hang out with people that look like us, that are you know have similar backgrounds uh, that we have, and we don't really step outside of that sort of you know warm cup of complacency, and you know, and, and really and really understand perspectives and experiences that exist for those that aren't like us. Um, and this is, you know, across the spectrum. And I mean, this isn't this isn't exclusive to black and white. It's men and women. It's you know, various types of social economic backgrounds, different racial and ethnic characteristics. So it's all of that, and we all are guilty of that. 
we're all guilty of not stretching ourselves and expanding our um, our, 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 um, our, our networks to include people that have these rich, diverse backgrounds. Because when we do that, we really get a level of understanding that we're not going to gain otherwise. And one of the things that I would challenge us all to do is rethink how we build relationships. Um, because with that, we really have to be intentional about it. You know, I've said it before, if we're not intentionally inclusive, then we're unintentionally exclusive. And what happens there is we tend to, when we're, when we're in a hiring position, we hire people that are like us. Uh, you know, when we're, when we're out networking and we're in a, we're in a room with 50 people, not right now, but um, in general, when we're in those rooms, we have a tendency to gravitate towards people that are more like us instead of seeking out someone who's different and starting a conversation. So what I would challenge us all to do is the next opportunity that we have, make sure that we are reaching out to someone who is not like us to have a conversation because only then are we really gonna get to, to that level of understanding uh, that we really need to, to, um, to move our society forward. That's, yeah, that's very powerful. Um, I would, um, I wanted to mention that last year you were an NAR officer and it wasn't a year we were traveling a lot, but you probably met more realtors around the country just because of the the virtual platforms we had and last year i was the chairman of nar's association executives committee and one thing we sent up to you leaders were new core standards that every local board must now include in their strategic plan a focus on fair housing diversity equity and inclusion and that's a major step forward that we have now the 1100 or however many local boards and associations we have in the country adding those pieces into their strategic plan very proactively adding those into their strategic plan and that's going to create a lot more conversation as well which is good and that sort of leads me to our final thing that i wanted to mention and it i i said it from the beginning but you did something last year, you posted on Facebook about how we get to decide where we go from here. And why don't we sort of end on that note, you know, talk to us. I think a lot of what you've said fits into that, but to the realtor that's listening to us now, talk about how we get to decide where we go from here. Sure. You, you know, we are, you know, as I started to say, we are, you know, we exist in a space, we've got a lot of power in our communities as realtors. And, um, you know, we are, um, we're, we're, we're decision makers, we're community influencers, we're elected officials, we have the relationship with the elected officials and those that they appoint. So, and so we really get to decide what it is that we want our communities to look like as we move forward and what our society looks like. And when we think about the division that we've seen, um, you know, that's, that's, that's sort of plagued our country, um, you know, since its inception and it's come to, uh, you know, come more to the forefront here recently over the last year, last couple of years, when we look at that, we ask ourselves, is this what we wanna be? Is this who we wanna be as a nation? Is this the model that we want to set as being the uh, leader of the world? Is that what we want to do? And, and I would argue and I would, I would hope that the answer to that question is no. But 
so often we make the we 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 take the stance that it's up to somebody else. It's up to somebody else to make the decision about what's going to happen and what's going to how we're going to move forward. But that's just not true. It's up to us. We get to decide where we're going to go from here and what we're going to do. And it's up to us to reach out and have those conversations, um, whether, you know, it, you know, it starts at that local individual level. It starts as someone reaching across the aisle to talk to somebody who thinks differently than they do. Uh, think so, talk to someone that, that, that thinks differently than you do. That way you're gonna get to a level of understanding that you didn't have before. And only when we understand each other's differences are we able to make, uh, provide solutions that are mutually beneficial, that are beneficial to the entire collective group. And that's what we're looking for is the, the, the totality of the United States and our country, what's beneficial. And you, we can't think about what's beneficial for you know, this group of people or that group of people. We've got to think about how it's going to benefit everyone. And what I believe is that a rising tide lifts all boats. You know, we've spent a lot of our country with having a significant percentage of our population on the sideline because we've not given them opportunities to excel. And by giving everyone an opportunity to excel, what we create is a much more rich society. We don't take away anything from anyone. It's not a zero sum game. There's enough opportunity for everyone. We just have to open the door and make sure that everyone has access to that opportunity. And you know, we, um, we added last year on every agenda for every output group and mission committee, we added a line at the beginning of the agenda where the chair says to the group, as we discuss all the things we're going to discuss here today, let's keep in mind who's not at the table. As we discuss this, who's missing from this conversation? Because if we're focused on that, we will be more likely to make the right decisions and have the best outcome. And I'm really proud of our leadership for embracing that and I feel good about it. Well, Nate, this has been incredible. It's always fun talking to you and, and uh, I think we could go on forever and ever, but those who are listening in, hopefully will appreciate the 20 minutes that we've given them today on Missouri Realtors podcast. And maybe we'll have you back. We'll think of another issue that you're just as passionate about. I don't know if there is one, but but we'll try to think of something else that you're just as passionate about and have you back on a future edition of Missouri Realtors podcast. Yeah, thank you so much, John. And uh, thanks to Missouri Realtors for having me. And I hope that you find value in our discussion today. I'm uh, looking forward to seeing all of you soon. And um, I hope that everyone stays safe and healthy and uh, um, we'll see you soon. Thank you. And thanks to everyone who joined us today for Missouri Realtors podcast. Thanks.